Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Windsor Mortgage. Windsor Mortgage has a new program that can help you get licensed in all 50 states. If you've lost deals to out-of-state lenders, this program can give you a distinctive edge. Windsor Mortgage is committed to helping you succeed by providing the necessary support and resources. With their assistance, you can say goodbye to missed opportunities and hello to a brighter future. It's a win-win. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, J.P. Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors, and today I have my new good friends, Jason Kindler and Aaron Backus. What's up, boys? Yeah, good to meet JP, you. JP, good, good, good to see you. Glad to be on. Appreciate yeah. you having us. Very yeah. happy to be so, on. Um, and you guys are both owners, right? Broker owners? Just you yes, two? Yes, we are. First Coast yep. Mortgage Funding down in Florida. What part of Florida? So we're in uh, we're in Northeast Florida. So like uh, a suburb of Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra uh, is where okay. our office is, where the uh, where the the Players Championship is. So that's what that's that's nice. the area we're in. Yeah, nice. I mean, you'll see. I'm a big golf guy. I, I was see playing that. yesterday. The Delco Open, Delaware County, <laughs> right outside Philly. Uh, like I was saying to Julian. Uh, had a long day yesterday. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm sweating under here a little bit. I'm not going to lie, you know, but, but we'll have some funny. fun. And we're going to talk about that. I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a coach of baseball, you know, basketball, everything. So we're going to talk about that stuff because that's fun to talk about because mortgages suck and they can be uh, pretty boring. Like we all know. <laughs> a little bit right? boring sometimes, but yeah, but I want to hear um, your guys' story, um, kind of how you got into the business and then taking us up until, why you guys decided to open up your own shop. So one of you guys can yeah. jump in right there. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I've been in the business. I'll let Aaron kind of do his story uh, separate, but I've been in the business about 21 years. Um, I started uh, as a mortgage broker. So uh, for me, I got out of uh, college and took a job and uh, did not know what I was getting into. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I connected with the uh, connected with the, with the guy that was in charge and said, Hey, yeah, this sounds like something I want to do right out of college. So, um, nice. got into the got into the uh, got into the the broker side of the business right from uh, right from college. Um, so about twenty yeah twenty one years ago. So what year would um, that be? That would be uh, two thousand one. All right, so two thousand one. So you were a broker, you know, before the two thousand eight, the whole thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just writing yeah. it down, following along. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I, 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 uh, you know, made, met a great mentor at that time, uh, that, that, you know, helped me to, to really, uh, start off my business strong. And, uh, we were, you know, we were all lead based. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. heavy leads, uh, we, you know, we're, we're, uh, was a big company and we spent a lot of money on marketing, driving inbound traffic, as well as lower my bills, things like that. And, you had the opportunity to to open up uh, a broker shop for this company in uh, in Atlanta. So was okay. went from Nashville to Atlanta, 
and uh, was in the in the broker side of the business until um, you know pretty much the crash happened, and then 2010, and we were bought by a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I spent you know personally, I spent that that period of time from 2010 uh, until when we started the company in 2020. Those 10 years in retail. Um, and, you know, during that, during that period of time, um, you know, some of, some of the reasons that we actually went broker, uh, were, were some of the, you know, some of those things that the retail shops were doing. And, and honestly, when, when I, uh, when Aaron and I decided to, to, uh, to start the company, we, on the company that I was running at the time, there was seven people that had to get paid on every loan. Wow. So seven people got paid on every loan at the end of the day, guess who's paying for that? The yeah. borrower. Right. Mm-hmm. So the borrower is getting paid on uh, or the borrower is paying everyone, everyone's salaries, which in turn is, is causing those rates to, to drive up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, when we, when we made that uh, decision to go broker, um, you know, I had the experience from before and Aaron did as well, as well a little bit, but we had the experience from before and I'm like, man, this is this, seems like the time to go back into the broker space. So in 2020, uh, Aaron and I got together. We started First Coast Mortgage Funding. Nice. Yeah. And there's waves, right, of this industry. You know, that 2010 to two, uh, 2000, I'm going to say like 2018, that's when I flipped over from the retail side. But uh, it goes in waves. I mean, there was a time for that. And I really like, you know, because you went back to this side. I mean, we're going to have a long, a long stretch of this is the channel, yeah. I think, to, to be in. You know, no doubt. hundred yeah, percent. Cool. Couldn't be, couldn't be happier. And, and definitely we're huge proponents of it and, and trying to get, you know, trying to have more people that are in retail, have that experience coming back into this side and, and really, you know, thriving. So for sure. Nice. Nice. Now, Aaron, what's your story? Uh, wow. Um, my, I, it's kind of a family business for me, the mortgage business. Um, I couldn't find a job out of college. I remember sending about a hundred resumes in the mail thinking that it would just be easy to find a job. And that time you couldn't find it. So my aunt hired me up in Washington, who's been an, a loan originator forever. And I started working for her just doing all kinds of different things. Um, and then ended up coming back down working for Merrill Lynch and their mortgage operation. And then my uncle married to my aunt owned a mortgage company and ended up going back up to D.C. and working for him. So it's kind of been a family business. I kind of fell into it, wasn't expecting to do it. I had a finance degree, but, you know, that didn't mean anything. Um, and, um, you know, kind of been in it for almost 25 years in a different capacity. Really haven't been at a lot of different places. I would say three different places in the last 20 plus years. Um all lenders, but there was capacities in there where they would broker out loans and I would do that. I would, I would be retail. I would do wholesale. I would call on brokers, you know, the state income, the, the, the no doc, all that stuff. I was doing wholesale back then calling on brokers, um, you know, stated income, investment property, all that fun stuff. So um, that's kind of where my background is. And then started doing retail. I don't know, probably, eight or nine years ago, and then just been kind of retail ever since. So it's been a family business uh, from that point of view. Nice. Not, yeah. So you, you guys are both lifers. I mean, you guys are both right yeah. out of college, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You see that? You see? You see the hair, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Mine's mine's getting there. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now. But either way, right. I, I gotta have some balls like you guys to shave it. But whatever. Talk about right. that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that that's cool because I, I asked that question a lot of like how you got into the business and no one really was like I'm going into mortgages. Like that was never right. like a no. goal. You kind of fall into right. it, right? Like Aaron, my whole family's insurance, like grandfather, you know, dad, everyone. And I was kind of the first one to to kind of go this direction. So I'm kind of starting the maybe the family type thing on my own, you know? Um, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. You're both lifers, you know, so far. And yes, I mean, you, some days you're like, why did I do this? But that's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ever salary. remember working on a salary uh, ever yeah. since day yeah. one. You know what yeah. I mean? It's never been a, a salary, always commission that's just normal you know what i mean yeah. that's the way it uh-huh. is yeah no i love it i love it gotta grind you know we're gonna talk about that in a bit with the with the competition and the sports stuff but before we jumped on uh jason was talking about um like why like what pushed you over the ledge right to actually go to this channel so Tell yep. that story a little bit more because that's kind of stroking maybe my ego a little bit. So yeah, but I mean that I mean he hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, it's you know, we knew each other probably eight or so years ago. Um, I went, he was the sales manager at the last operation. So I think he would get constantly sick of me going to him for price exceptions <laughs> and then figuring out all the umpteen people that had to get paid on it. And we're like, man, I mean, you know, what, what what's wrong here? And I think technology, um, we actually have some um, some brokers in our area that we're good friends with that helped us uh, through that decision making process. We we owe them that. It was great. But, you know, it really comes down to comp um, and rates and what you're making and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that is really the main thing there. Yeah, it's it's more of a, a business decision, right? Like especially when you own the yeah. company as well, in my opinion. Cause I didn't really know what I was doing in 2018. I just knew like I do a lot of friends and family and it just didn't feel right being on the side where I had to ask for exceptions. And they're like, no. And I'm like for 500 bucks, like what, like what do we do? You know, I really wanted right. to control it. And that's why I jumped in and really, and I think you'll agree with this. Um, you know, you got, you flipped over 2020, which was probably a good year, right? To start a business, really. We got extremely lucky. I mean, pre-COVID is when we started and who would have ever known? I mean, you know, thinking that was the worst decision we ever made and ended up being the best decision, you know? But just this past year, I think you'll agree. Like, um, like I was a quasi, I was a loan officer that now was a business owner. Like this past year, you're a broker owner. Like now you're like, you're running a business this past year. A hundred percent. Got it more. 2020 2021 you're just like volume volume everything just kind of gets you know figured out now you have to be a true mm-hmm. business owner and that's what i'm personally learning this past year which is cool <laughs> surround yourself with the right people and i've been doing this 12 years so now i'm kind of in that boat where i'm like oh, yeah. wow. so yeah it's being whether you're a broker owner or not yes it's more it's more of a business like it's the it's, i say it's the big boy and big girl league of mortgages you know it just is what it is, whether you're just yeah, a broker LO sure. or, or broker owner, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so that's- this last this this last year has definitely uh 
you know, has definitely been everybody's got to put on their their owner pants and, uh-huh. you know, and and make some tough decisions last year. And, you know, I think that's that's kind of rebounded back this year. But uh-huh. um, I think, JP, too, you, you were kind of alluding to, you know, when we when we were looking at it and I had started uh, three different companies, I'd never owned one, uh, but I started three different companies in my past. Uh, for different people. And, uh, you know, I, I, I literally had three different options uh, when I knew I was going to leave where, where I was at, it was time. And I had three different options and, and two of those options run retail, basically running a PL model. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so running a branch, running a PL model, and then the broker side and literally Aaron and I both started listening to the broker to broker podcast. We're like, we just want to, we want as much information as we possibly can to make the best decision. And, and, and really it came down to, we, we literally were listening to, to the shows and different people. And O'Brien Decker was on one and yeah. like, we were, we were really listening and going, okay, we are going that like this channel is growing and we want to be a part of it. And we, we made our final decision after listening to every single podcast at the time that was on. Nice. And uh, so definitely huge shout out to AIM. AIM, AIM was, was instrumental in, uh, in us making that, that jump. But, but the podcast, you know, to and from work every day, like, okay, really just soaking in. So great job to you guys. And, and we, uh, you know, we definitely made our, our final decision uh, in large part with what we heard on, on the podcast. And then the, you know, some of the uh, a broker in town that helps us um, use UWM and was telling us about it. And you just don't believe the, this stuff you until you just constantly see it. And we're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is amazing. Um, so that definitely tipped the tipped the scales there, too. Yeah. It, it, so it's always tough explaining um, our side to because uh, I'm sure you get other, you know, retail LOs asking you about this side. Like what's so different, this or that. And you just don't know until you jump in, you know? So uh, what are some retail, uh, what are some misconceptions, let's say, of what a retail LO thinks this side is? The first one that comes to mind is I don't have any control. That Uh That's the main thing. And we had that concern too. It's like, I can't walk down the hall and get Sally to sign off my condition and get in closing. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's true from that. But man, your control is so much more. Um, you know, control with different lenders you can use, different products you can use. And I always like to say, you know, we're chasing realtors and we have to perform. The lenders have to perform for us. Um, it's mm-hmm. just so different and you have so much more control. Um, I mean, I can't tell how many times that our loan officer team, you know, has one loan that wouldn't work here and then went over there and it worked. I mean, it's like you couldn't do that in retail. Um, mm-hmm. And uh so I think that is that is a huge misconception right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the the JP. I think the number one thing for me and I, and I I um, have handled uh, a lot of builder business for the last mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 10, 11 years. Okay, so in retail uh, and and you know basically the the great news is that a lot of times in retail you know you have an underwriter down the hall. Okay, mm-hmm. for me. I was always competing with the quick closes. Okay. So it's a little bit backwards than most people think about it. But if I have a deal that's closing in 60 days or 90 days or whatever, 
sometimes my deals would get pushed two and three weeks because mm -hmm. everyone else had stuff that was closing right now. And mm -hmm. I think that the, 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 the builders uh, and the builder business, like, you know, we have a, a great account uh, who's been, you know, very loyal to us for the last 10 years. And man, we're the only broker in the entire country that handles this builder. And I think there's mm -hmm. a huge opportunity for that, but that, that's the biggest thing that I, that, that was a breath of fresh air is that when I sent, sent a deal, and of course, UWM, you know, it, it is, it's super fast. Yeah, right. There's a lot of yeah. good lenders as well, but man, I send that in and it doesn't matter if it's closing in 60 days or if it's closing in a week, it gets mm -hmm. the same precedence. So that's mm -hmm. a huge thing. And that, I think that was the big misconception that, oh, I lose all this control. I actually gained it, gained a ton of it by first in, first out. Being so. normal, getting clear to close is weeks before closing. Uh -huh. It's just, I mean, you, you have control of that on how proactive you are with the lender you submitted to. I mean, so yeah, uh -huh. uh, both of those things, control and, you know, uh, priority um, in loans, first in, first out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point that no one really mentioned, I don't think, on the podcast before. And one that I'm seeing, you know, like they're not worried about closing dates. Well, they are. But I'm saying, like you said, first in, first out is what it is, yeah. you know. And sometimes when it bites you in the butt, you're 30 days early and you're like, now what do I do? Now right. I'm yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> now I'm going to go shop you. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, that's happened to me. I'm that's like, funny. We were that good that now there's there's more time to think. I don't I don't know. But no, yeah, I think. Really yeah, point. I think I mean, that's that is a and just from someone that, that dealt with that for years, it's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't say anything because my my my, uh, you know, my my colleague has a deal closing, you know, in two days, like I'm not going to jump them for my deal that's closing in 60 oh. days. And then that push and then that becomes a cycle. And then you're, you know, and then you're having to scramble. So the mm -hmm. broker side uh, on the builder side, you know, builders don't know that, man, we we can get stuff done a lot uh, a lot of times, a lot, a lot faster and a lot more ahead of time than, than a retail company. And it's yeah, also yeah, yeah. JP too. It's like, you know, how many times throughout my years working with the lender, it's like, Oh, Hey, don't upset Sally over in closing. You know, we don't want, you know, uh, Jimmy getting upset because you're trying to get this done or this politics. or underwriter upset because you challenge them on this. That doesn't exist in the broker world. It's so awesome because the leverage is on the lenders to get our business. And it's like, you know, that's one thing a lot of lenders do that we work with that, that you're right on this condition isn't needed. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm taking it off. You know what I mean? It's like in the old days, you, that would never happen. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're working for us, you know, we're their right. client. Right. So it, may, it makes total sense. They need us to, uh, to survive. Yeah. So yeah. it holds everyone accountable, no doubt. Right. And then, and then jumping back to, the other part you were talking about, like having options, they're they're competing for our business, right? You have a bunch of lenders, right? I mean, how many calls from AEs do you get on a on a day? It's it's nuts, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I appreciate it. It's a lot, but, yeah. but I appreciate that competition, right? And and you guys, like I have down here, we were talking about you guys have have kids, right? Your coaches, your sports guys, right? Like, how has yep. the sports mentality kind of helped you to into into business and how you compete and like how are they intertwined you know i think this is a good conversation to have yeah 
So I, I, I'll start just to, I mean, growing up, I was, you know, wasn't the best athlete, but man, I, I, I had a lot of heart and I competed. It was all, you know, hard work. And, and that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much how I run and have run my entire career is like, man, I'm, I might not be the, the most skilled, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be competitive and I love competing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm, that's how I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just by, you know, by outworking and, and, you know, I've, I've, you know, kind of shown that, and that's the example that I, you know, try to set for my, for my kids as well is, mm-hmm. is we're going to, we're going to compete. We not may not be the, you know, the most skilled, mm-hmm. but we're going to make up for that in, in, in hard work and effort. So, mm-hmm. and I know, I mean, Aaron's son, uh, now is going through, um, well, I'll let, let you talk. Yeah. Basketball and, <laughs> you know, kind of, I, I was a golfer, man. So I don't know if you consider <laughs> that a big athlete or not, but, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're, hey, if you're walking you know? four days, you know, with a practice round, I mean, that's tough, man. You gotta be, hey, uh, that 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 series on Netflix of them traveling all in their jets everywhere. I'm like, man, I missed out. I should have practiced harder. Um, but you know, the competition for sure is like knowing for the most part that if you get the opportunity to beat another lender, you can make that business decision and do it. Uh, for the most part, that happens, and that's a that's a good feeling to have. Now. You talk about the struggles of getting that opportunity sometimes, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that says it all right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate it, it, it to like a team sport versus like golf or, or boxing or wrestling, right. Where it's just you, you know, yep. I was a basketball player, baseball, but I, I went to college to play golf, but broke my wrist snowboarding right before. So kind of ended my career there oh, now I'm playing in scrambles <laughs> all day, but no, I like to compete there, but I'm trying to relate. Like my my middle son just started wrestling, and that was yep. the best thing for him. And I wish I wrestled honestly yeah. back in the day, you know. And golf's like that too. It's just you out there, you know. Um, I mean, in 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 the broker world, or being an LO is kind of like being a wrestler or or, yeah. or a boxer or golf because it's just you, you know, and you're competing. But then again, there's a team. Like there's a team aspect yeah. to it as well. I don't know if and you know the cool thing, JP, too, is that we've experienced this through game, through I mean, multiple different people that we've met at conferences and this and that. I mean, the mentality is share and grow. I mean, that's what it is. There's no like, oh my gosh, I have this secret. I don't. I mean, the amount of information that we get in like, I don't know, strategies and stuff for from successful people in this is just overwhelming. It's unbelievable. And that's just the attitude. Yeah, let me show you this. Let me do that. Even even guys in our own area. I mean, you know, we respect each other. You know, we, we compete, but it's like we'll show each other what we're doing. I mean, it's no, there's no secret, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, one I think thing that's I, real quick. I want to just yeah. kind of piggyback on that real quick, Jason. When I started in the industry, you know, in retail, one of the bigger banks, the first thing I was told was don't count your money until it's funded. That was number one. And number two was don't speak to other LOs. I was told that, you know, because there's in that world, it's like everyone's competing against. I I like competing, but it was like weird. Like, you know, don't speak to another LO. They're not going to help you. They're trying to steal your realtor, whatever it was. It was was more of a drama type thing. And then AIM is more of that abundance mentality. There's always going to be drama. It's a big group. Trust me, there's drama. But it's a different type, a good type. But everyone's trying to help them out. And like you said, like. I have LOs that we've brought on and I've said like, 
hey, man, if you decide you want to go do something, open up your own shop, I'm cool with it. Like, get your own, you know, logo, you know, and I'll help you out. Yeah, obviously, give me a heads up. But, like, that's where it is out here, like Philly, too. And that's what it sounds like yeah. with you guys. Like, we're just helping each other out. There's enough business for us all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there's a there's a uh, and we were you know we we've got a pretty good area you know as far as ja- the Jacksonville area that mm-hmm. everyone's you know uh, that we compete but we're we compete pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the broker side of things, I mean, between us and then there's really two or three other you know larger players in town, and all of us broker owners, we're all friends. We all you know bounce stuff off each other. We all support each other. And then, you know, it, it's same thing. If, if we're competing against uh, one of their loan officers or vice versa, we know and we have an understanding that, hey, we're, we're all brokers. We could, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we need to just be respectful of that. And so we, it, it works out really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you go borrow paid, make nothing just to beat that guy. No, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, we're <laughs> respect thing. I, I mean, I have a couple buddies in the area and we really don't come up against each other too much. But when yeah, it, it does, is. it's more like it you is. take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, uh, and it's like, come, right. like you yeah, take it. I'm right. cool, you know? And that's how yeah. it is. And I feel like that's what it is like with you guys as well. Yeah, it's a, it's the same exact thing. There's been times where I've, I'll shoot somebody a call and say, hey, man, I think we're I think we're competing. It's the same same borrower here. We keep going back and forth. Go ahead and take it. You know, send me the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah perfect. I want to talk more about First Coast in a second, but I think it was important. You were talking, uh, Jason, talking about builder business. Yes. Um, that's that's big for we need more housing starts. Right. We need that. I think we because everyone needs more inventory. Yep. If if you are, a, you know, an LO looking to break into the builder world, what's a couple things like that's a whole different beast. Right. Than just yep. calling up real estate agents. What what are a couple things you guys could recommend of how to start there? I'll, I'll suggest two things. Okay. Um, and, and really, when I moved to Jacksonville or the Jacksonville area, when I moved here 11 years ago, I came from Atlanta and I knew no one, absolutely no one. When I, and I built the business, you know, from, from ground up, uh, or, you know, my personal business and really one, one of the, uh, one of the organizations that I got introduced to is called, uh, was the, with the Builders Association. So okay. uh, first thing is I would look up your local, uh, Lars's Northeast Florida Builders Association and in our group, there was a what's called a sales and marketing council. And funny enough, that opened up. That's where Aaron and I met. Uh, oh, cool. We we yeah, we actually met. Uh, you know, just going to these breakfasts and stuff like that. But that right there, all the play. And if it's a, if it's a good organization, all the players in town. All, you know, the site agents, the sales managers, and I would dig into. I would dig into that. Okay. Um, so. It's very difficult, I'll say, to be the preferred lender for a builder, right? No doubt. So the second the the second part of this is do the stuff that nobody else will do, and that's how I got in with with the with the builder um, that that I do business with, and um, you know it it was doing loans that that a retail bank couldn't do, couldn't do, couldn't do, mm-hmm. and um, and then obviously then the when when the time presents itself then uh then you you knock into that as a preferred lender um the other thing would be with that is research who the the lender is so you know look up let's say it's toll brothers right toll brothers owns their own mortgage company tbi Mm -hmm. go after that second look business 
Um, you know, we've, we created, uh, you know, a presentation to do, to be the second look guy, you know, and okay. we've got, we've got not only with our preferred builder, um, you know, we also have other builders that were second look on to where now, like in, in one of our builders, they own their own mortgage company. So now the site agents don't even have to go and try to figure out and they just lost this deal or whatever. Mm. The loan officer with the other company calls us and says, mm. Hey, here's my scenario. Mm -hmm. Can you guys do that? That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is amazing. But that's, I mean, you know, and, and you just can't, you know, you got to understand that's, that's a whole different, that's whole a whole different, different ball game. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a long-term play. Uh -huh. I mean, you may, you're not going to go in one time and, and and you might, you might get lucky, but you're not going to go in one time normally and just have all this builder business coming in. It takes, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes a while. Even the preferred one that I had, it took me about a year to get the, the first appointment after doing a lot of the turndown. So yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. And you need to have your, your process in place to handle it. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it's different. Um, it could be a long-term build. Hey, pre-approved now, close in nine months. When, when are you fully underwriting the file? When are you submitting it to the lender? Who are you keeping updated? Um, it's another layer of updates uh, mm -hmm. with the site agent. You got to treat them like the realtors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have their builders, the ones that are actually building. It, it's, it's a balancing act. Um, it's, it's, and it's not easy for sure. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's yeah. something that, that that's something JP that really, you know, I see a huge uh, potential, everyone in the country, every broker, you know, really should be trying to at least point out in their, in their different area where, where you could get, um, you know, some of the builder business, because man, these, some of these companies we see, you know, it's like their preferred lender, man. They, they, I mean, they might, they might have a pre-approval and done in a few days if, if they're lucky. I mean, the, the service is just not, not. It's not. That's what we see. That real, no. Yeah. Especially when the builder owns the mortgage company. Yeah. You know, right. not just a preferred lender. Like you guys might like try to be like, you guys are good, but when they own it, I feel like the quality's bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. that second look guy, you know. The, what the what I found with builders, I don't do a ton of it, but over the years I have, they like to compete. If you're if the yep. builder, right? They're di they're loyal. I I feel like, um, yep. and uh, uh, there's more risk here. Like these these guys are fronting money to build houses. Like they need to make sure this is getting done. Yep. Maybe not today. I mean, someone might just jump in and go get that house afterwards. But in the past, like if houses are sitting. You know, like you need to know what you're doing with new construction, no doubt. Yeah. Things expire. You got to know when to order the appraisal. There's a lot of different things with that. So know your procedure is what you're saying, basically. And you got to you got to own the process, um, uh -huh. you know, whether it's your fault or not. And I know that's generally how it is with realtors. But, man, even more so is the builder. There's no like, oh, well, the client didn't get me this. It's like, mm -hmm. man, you just don't want it to get to that point. Um, you just, you, you just operate way proactively to make sure that doesn't happen. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I want to talk about first coast, right? How you guys are set up, right? So you guys are the two, uh, broker owners, right? Both producing, right? Still yep. still doing loans. Tell me about how many other employees you have. How's it set up? So, uh, Aaron and I, and, and just going back on it, we, you know, when we started the company, we we really, you know, just like Aaron said, with the pricing exceptions, man, that, that it would all go to me. I'd have to go through the process, then maybe get another person involved. And we just we just felt like, you know what, we 
we we have great relationships. We've got the relationships. Let's put something in place where we have, you know, our rates were probably, you know, three eighths better just coming over to the broker side from what we were working with initially. So we we started the company for a place for Aaron and I to produce our business. Got it. And through the years, the employees that uh, and the people that I worked with over the years after we started and, you know, got some traction, then they all started, you know, reaching out to me and say, hey, is there an opportunity there? Tell me about the broker side, you know. So we right now we have uh, 15 producing loan officers. Nice. And then we have, uh, I believe, 11 support staff. Nice. Yeah. So and you so organically I, built this. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every- I think what's really unique about ours too is we do provide a lot of support. Uh, we pay top dollar, mm-hmm. um, and our process is unique in the fact of we we try to mirror it just on speed. UWM like a little bit, a little bit of assembly line where that doesn't sound like a good word, but it's we have a front end team that gathers documents, discloses loans, submits them to lenders. We have a processing team that takes the loan once it's approved to closing. We have a closer who coordinates with title companies and closes. And by the way, JP, that just is a little nugget. If you're doing any volume, we were beating our heads over the, you know, over the wall on dealing with title company. Hey, go to the portal. You can do it yourself. It's like, yeah, they can, they should, but they don't. Um, they're lazy or whatever the case is. And man, when we hired this closer to coordinate that, I mean, complete game changer. And she's been a great hire. Um, but I strongly recommend that if you're doing enough business to justify it, because it helps our processing team out too. Now this closed and they're passing it to her. So we have a front end processing and closing, um, you know, turnstile to go through to get loans done. Yeah, I never even let the title company into the portal. I'm like, just yes. yeah, I'll plug it in. I can do that with my eyes closed. Match what are we doing? We're matching numbers here, you know. Right. And then yeah. having the person personality to, you know, form other relationships with the title company, right? Yeah, you you close has been a a game changer. Yeah, for uh, sure. We got in, um, and I hope other lenders start uh, allowing you to do that. That would be big for them. It makes sense, you know. Well, I think UWM sets the. I mean, and and Matt and and their entire team is so important to the broker side. Is it? You know, obviously there's other lenders as well, but it, I think it steps everyone's game up when they sure. when they continue to step up. So, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they've been you know instrumental with us. I think one of the things JP just um, we took from that UWM mentality is you know I I had always been a producer that. I had a team, right? I had a team that was just did my loans with me. And once we saw a little bit of what UWM did, where you could have somebody that just does this portion, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say in our process, you know, let's say somebody just pulls an application. That's all they do. They don't, they don't take it from front to back and they, and they don't do any, any, uh, anything with the, with the processing of the file. We, what we've set up and what we feel is a, a good system to where, we can take someone today, we can hire them and they get the same support and they have support from day one. Mm. So like, for instance, our front end team, the way that they do it is they do it alphabetical. I can't remember. I think it was on a podcast. I heard somebody actually mm. do this a long time ago. It's like, mm. hey, if the last name is A through K or the last name is whatever, mm. then it goes to this person. And what that has done is, is allowed our speed and allow us to, to scale. And then when I'm recruiting somebody, 
to come on board. I, I don't have to say, yeah, you're, you're closing 30 million in volume. I need to staff for this or that. You could start tomorrow and I got full, full support for you. And that, and that's another great part about the broker channel, JP is, um, you know, retail. Oh, let's spend two weeks getting the file together, getting it to the processor, organizing it, and then submitting it to underwriting. It's like, no, we want the file to go into underwriting immediately. We're mm -hmm. ordering the appraisal immediately after they sign the disclosures. Mm -hmm. That speeds the process up. And that's one of the best things about the broker channel is like, yes, we submit good files. We work towards that, but you, I, we don't get reprimanded by the lender. Hey, you forgot these three things. It's like, thank you for submitting it. Submit me another. That's the ma a major difference. Yeah. And the underwriters actually work with you you know, to figure out how to get the deal done, even help you structure yeah. it. Right. So it, sure. you're right. Like just get them in. And I'm, I'm not saying don't submit bad files, but get them in quick. You know, if you're doing the right thing anyway, you have a lot of documents, you're getting in a good file, then the owner is going to help you, you know, tell you what to do. Let's get this done. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. sometimes the retail, we always were told the underwriters are there to figure out how to not approve the file. That's what yeah, underwriters right. do. You know, they have to be negative. I get it. It's a risk-based business, you know, but it's two, two, two totally different worlds. How many times, like, like how many times have you had an underwriter in the past it, it, in retail? I know we did. I mean, like, and you submitted something or whatever, and, and they're just like, no, it, it wasn't. You need to be cleaner on your files. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like, man, I, I, I'm trying, you know, trying the best we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I, I feel like I have so much more control on the on the on the broker side. The other thing, too, and, and in UWM and other companies, too, is that underwriters make mistakes. You know, underwriters make mistakes. They own mm -hmm. it and they say, hey, you know what? I was wrong on that. Mm -hmm. My manager looked at it. We're clearing that for you. And they mm -hmm. and there's not any problems. So I think that's a huge advantage on the on the or broker. Did side. it ever happen in retail where they go, hey, I can't approve it like this. But if they pay these three debts off at closing, we'll approve it like done. You know, that never happens. Um, so, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about the myth of control. It is a myth. Definitely. That's that's the biggest one we've been talking about for the past four or five years. There's no doubt. You actually have more control. You got to control yeah. your control. Yeah. You know, I, mean? yeah, so I going, like it. Going back to First Coast is. Uh, you know, we're lucky we have some really good people that have been with us a long time, very fortunate. And our process has management in that process, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, helps work out problems within that process. So um, we're a big proponent of that, um, of the process. And we can scale, like Jason was saying. It's like, man, say we had a branch of five LOs come over tomorrow. We could put them in the system right now and it would work. And we could go out and maybe hire one or two more people to accommodate the company as whole, uh, but not need to do that just for their team, you know? Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of like a plug and play type situation, but yeah. only because you guys have really simplified a really complex process, right? Like simple's yep. better. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, right? I'm looking at you two faces. You guys aren't the smartest guys. Yeah. <laughs> you understand, right? So you're much smarter than we are. Yeah, well, but it, you gotta simplify it, right? And yeah. I think that's kind of what you're saying. We can plug and play. We kept it simple enough where LOs yep. can come in, teams can come in, and if if they've been in the business long enough, they can kind of they know what they have to do. Now yep. let's make it easy for them and just do what you do. Go form relationships. 
get your docs, get them in, move on. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's what we all want. Yeah. And I think, I think too, I mean, it, you know, the, it, it, the great thing about the broker side, just, you know, speaking to anyone who's considering it, or maybe even they're, they're considering opening their own company or whatever. I mean, you could do it however you want. That's the mm -hmm. beauty of it. It's mm -hmm. like, we, you know, for us, like I, I, you know, like what, what uh, Anthony and Tom Alice, I mean, those guys are building monster companies and we're, we're full support for those guys, you know, like, we're like, Hey, you know, go, you know, that's their model. They're going to build these huge companies for us. Like if we have 30 loan officers, like I don't want to scale to, you know, 200, 300 loan officers. So it's great because I can do what I you know, am comfortable doing. Everyone can do what they're comfortable doing. And, uh, and we all just share, share ideas and get along as a channel, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You can really do it how you want, you know, like it's just me and, and I have my brother and we have a couple employees and we're, we like it small. We just want to yep. be yeah. one. I don't want the headache of dealing with all 30 LOs like you crazy guys. Whatever. Yeah, yeah no, no, no question about it. Um, yeah. So absolutely. Um, I think our system is one of our big positives. And just as a note for Tom, I mean, just, just like people helping. I mean, he took 30 minutes out of his day to help us with some recruiting ideas the other day. I mean, it's like we're nothing compared to that. And he, he did that. So we have multiple examples of that. Yeah, Tom's a man. Uh, well, we got, we only got, we've been going for 40 minutes already. So we Man, got like it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, right? We could go all day. Um, but I was trying to end these with, with two questions to get your guys' thoughts. Um, first one being, if you're a new LO or you're looking to really change yourself, right? The business is always changing. You guys were retail for 10 years, went, flipped it over. People are always changing themselves and evolving. So what's one or two things you would tell someone looking to change or someone that's, that's starting up in this industry? But from someone to going from retail to broker, you mean? Doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a broker already and you're like, yo, I have to change my game. I gotta. I'm stagnant right now. How can I transform myself? Man, yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes into mind is grind. I mean, and you know, when things got rougher, you know, mid last year, um, I think consistency is the big thing. So Jason and I both originate, and I have a very consistent uh, plan that I do every week to reach out to realtors with the zero expectation that they will ever acknowledge it. Uh, uh, uh. That's the biggest thing because you will not get feedback to keep you going. However, you'll get a call from that realtor you haven't heard from in six months because he was on your email chain or your text chain. So doing the same thing every week mm. doesn't have to be this big thing. Um, you know, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Mm. I would you know, say and just vouch for Aaron on that, man. It's, it is very consistent. He does the same thing every week. You know, it's, it's basically, you know, whatever day it is. And from, from, for an hour, he's in the conference room making calls to all the realtors, you know, just, just that, that real consistency. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then you got to dig deep with relationships. I mean, you know, that's, that's the number one thing. And uh, it doesn't matter if you've closed loans with him in the past, man, you got to revisit it and dig deep and invest in your partners. Um, but I think the consistency, we always talk about bringing value. Um, when you give something of value, don't just come and talk about rates and programs. That yeah. doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's the simple things, man. It's not, it's no rocket science when it comes to that, you know? Yeah. We're in this industry because it's like a lifestyle industry, I think. Right. So that consistency doing the same thing, you know, allows you to go consistently play golf at 8.30 in the morning on Friday up at yeah. Sawgrass, whatever you got. 
He's got it penciled in, <laughs> right, Jason? Right. I, uh, I, I can't reach him for for you well, know no, for half the day. It's funny, JP. In 2021, man, I closed way more business, played a lot more golf. Than <laughs> Isn't it I weird how that works? Year. I get my balls I mean, busted all the time because you got to get back in, course. man. You got to you got to dig deep. You know? Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, I would say um, just one thing, and 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 I'll just speak to the the new loan officer or the loan officer that may mm-hmm. be struggling. I mean, we we all go through it, man. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I think that. You know, one thing now is like when we were talking about like take five years ago, like five years ago, video was not a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Video content, all this stuff. So, you know, if you're going to be in this business, whether you're new or whatever, like there's a lot of guys that that are up and coming and maybe have just got in the industry and know this whole video, you know, and all these platforms or whatever. And they're driving leads and driving business Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I. I'm like, okay, I got to change. I got to, I got to start doing that stuff. So I think, you know, as the, as the industry changes, then you got to be, you got to be up with what's going on and you got to, you got to fully, you know, fully go after it. Yeah. And we're all going through it. We're all changing, yep. you know, like, you know, we had a, a weird month last month, not too weird, but a little bit weird. I'm like, oh, it's all over. I'm shutting it down, you know, cause I'll go hide <laughs> and yesterday, like all of a sudden, like four or five contracts come in and I'm like, oh, yeah. well, I got to deal with four or five contracts. And like, yeah. wait a second, I was just, right. sure about this. Exactly. you know, you know the deal. Well, what are you going to yeah. do? No, it, it's, um, a, it's a roller coaster, man. It uh, doesn't, it's just the nature of the beast. It's very humbling. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. You've been in the business 25 years. You know, every loan program and guideline, it means zip. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's sending you the business? I also meant to say real quick, Jay, is track your business and the fact mm-hmm. we track applications for our team. I track my leads every month, where they're coming from. And it's a it's a motivation factor. And it also kind of is a pump up factor. It's like, hey, things aren't so bad. I mean, I got 40 leads last month. I mean, uh, how are you handling that? So track what you're doing. Nice, nice. And keep it simple, right? I mean, that that's yeah. part of the key. Um, last question. The next three to five years, where do you see it going? Where do you see the mortgage industry going? What do you see that could change? What are you looking forward to? Well, I I, I love uh, I love the fact that uh, their technology is becoming more and more available to brokers. I think that that uh, that's the one thing that um, you know you're able to to you know have an, an origination system maybe that's web based and you pay sixty dollars a user and things like that. Like that didn't happen ten years ago. Like those things were not available. You have a CRM. You got new stuff coming out all the time. You've got AI now. I think that's the most exciting thing. And a lot of people say, well, you know, will technology replace the LO? And I can tell you that we spend so much time still on the phone, nurturing relationships with realtors, uh, with clients. Like that's going to be very difficult uh, to get rid of the LO. Um, I just I believe that. But I think that uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to and I believe that it's already you know kind of getting there is the technology being such a, a big part of it, man. We, I mean, think about it. We, now we, we can work from, I mean, especially during COVID uh-huh. and we could work from anywhere, take it and close loans anywhere. You could be on a beach somewhere, you know, doing, doing business. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward mostly to is to see what new technology comes out. Yeah, I, I would be concerned if you're not a broker JV and this is oh. what I mean. And one of the reasons we didn't touch on it, that we went broker is because we feel like, while a loan officer is definitely going to be needed, there's no question, margins will shrink. There's no doubt. Technology, shoppers, 
it's ha it's happened, it's happening. And if you don't have control, at least to see what's going on and have some participation in that, I, I would be concerned because, you know, at a retail lender, what are they going to do when they're, they're going to raise the rates? I mean, and you have no control over that. So mm -hmm. it's a huge thing, I think. And I'm, we're very optimistic. I like the broker from the entrepreneurial local business standpoint that we're serving the local yep. people. That's what we know. That's our value add. And um, I mean, we're accountable to that realtor, that borrower that lives down the street to make sure that loan closes, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you can see the consumer. They're kind of getting fed up with the big, big, you know, corporate type beast, right? They want to help. They want to deal with that local uh, uh, local business owner that grinds, like you said, and competes and and has some skin in the game, right? Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't do something. I mean, dealing with a neighbor, can't screw up their loan. You know, <laughs> what's that? That's going to be awkward. No, you know? go to the grocery store. You're going to see him. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of funny because, I mean, like an off topic, like EPO, it's like when you explain to a borrower, hey, you know, you can't pay this off at this amount of time. I'm a business owner. And most of them, ironically, are like, I completely get that. Yep. Yep. Thanks for yep. telling me. I, mm -hmm. I won't do it. Or this is what I'm planning. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of refreshing because people want to support the local business versus the big the big boxes you know and the transparency on this side is the key right yeah and some of the other spots you, you don't know how margins are if you're an lo you have no idea what's going on behind the scene on this side you see what the company's making you know your cut and you can't really mess with that so i'll leave with that transparency baby <laughs> yeah i absolutely love it i yeah. we're we're you know sometimes i'm like wow man we're we're like too transparent we're yeah. telling everybody like here's here's what it is but i i think that there's a there's a huge benefit to that in that on the retail side man you just you just don't know no doubt jason aaron it was good hanging with you guys man it was nice yeah. to meet you that yeah, we went to jp hey, that was fun yeah, absolutely yeah of course we appreciate the opportunity to be on here and again appreciate aim for everything you guys are doing i mean it's we love going to Vegas. Um, absolutely. Our team loves it. Um, and uh, really appreciate you guys pushing the needle for us. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I guess you guys will be in Vegas, so maybe we'll get to meet out there. Yeah, no 100%. doubt. We will be there. Yeah. Cool, man. And a little hint, there's going to be an AIM, the first annual AIM uh, golf outing. You'll oh, hear that. man. I'll, let, awesome. we'll, I'll, I'll make sure I get you guys in. Okay. That. <laughs> All right. That'll be good. dropping soon. So. Cool, man. All right. Talk to you guys appreciate soon. it. Thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah. Attention brokers, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country, AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.